I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBSI Views podcast. With me today is Rizwan Sheikh, Director, Sales, MENA and Asia for Explio. And we are talking about digitalization, mobilization and humanization. Now, I want to start with humanization. We hear a lot about how tech is changing the way we work, but making the tech work for customers, both the financial institution and the end consumer is paramount. So let's start with what exactly do you mean by humanization? So I would like to answer this question in a different way. Today, majority of us have computing power, right? All we call it is tech. Virtually with us on every second, right? Most of us surely try talking to a phone like Siri, hey Google, hey, hi Bixby. You know, and today on a daily basis, we experience in one way or the other augmented reality, virtual reality, some sort of uh, artificial intelligence in his infancy. We do a lot of social media interaction. And also we also hear about things of like Internet of Things, which are being used in a household today, right? And we're also looking at a lot of advances around the world in terms of robotics. Like, you know, you have some of them actually being made like humans. Like if I can name some Nadine, Sophia, Gia, Gia, Junko, uh, Geminoi, DK, and so on, right? So everybody's trying to attempt to convert technology into a human aspect. So having said that, in my view, uh, humanization is to make technology better, able to interpret and react to human factors, including the emotions of the users. So that's what I would probably call as humanization. And if you look at the way Explio is uh, the DNA of Explio, uh, we already consider humanization as such. And in the end, we what we do, wide our work or services is basically we mimic the end users right from conceptualizing to development to even assuring the quality part of it or to make, make the trust factor complete. So end of the day, we are living in a competitive world and anyone who does give greater delight to end customers wins. That's my take on humanization. Well, I want to go a little bit further into what you're saying there. The solutions you're providing have to make sense to end customers, whether the end customer is Absolutely. an individual or a corporate. What is it that absolutely they want now, and is the technology actually delivering it? Is the technology delivering what they want? So one of the things which is very famous and which I like personally is customers are king, and at least I don't know any business that are surviving without any customers. And what we have also seen from the industry experts is that customers or or the companies or organizations that treat their customers as a most priced asset in the enterprise have reported higher returns than their counterparts who put little value or, or little to the value of the customers. And one of the main things maybe you may tend to agree with me is the product-based marketing is shifting or declining and actually being replaced by an information-led market where our customers are more tech-savvy and they demand flexible, personalized, convenient wow solutions. In a sense, if you see, all companies are evolving, right? Uh, so we started by looking at customers, then segmentation to customer first, to 360-degree customer view, to now customer centricity and so on, and it will definitely keep on evolving. And at the same time, the competition is not reducing, it is increasing. And also the loyalties of customers are kind of looking at, uh, their priorities are changing, their loyalties are shifting, and that puts a lot of margin pressure on each of the organization which means that everybody is trying whatever they can to kind of 
work towards an ever-elusive customer success. There are four key things, I guess, that customers want, that customers of financial institutions, they want convenience, they want assurance, they want personalization, and they want it now. Has to be done at speed. Absolutely. In my experience, what I've seen is the best-in-class solutions sometimes fail to address these four basic tenets of a customer. Right. When we talk about comedians, uh, the customer is looking at anytime, anywhere platforms for building or launching a product or a service. Or, like, you know, the, if I look at the corporate customer side, they are obviously trying to make new products, new solutions to reach out to their end customers. And they wanted, uh, want those customer solutions to be completely convenient. So today, all our computing power is in our hand. Mobile phone is converging into probably a mini computer by itself. And most of the customers want to see that, can I, using my uh, hand, kind of create something new that can sell? And at the same time, these solutions should meet the trust factors of any customer. So right from the time that the solution should not fail in terms of any functionality or it should be secure enough, it cannot be misused by any unruly elements. And obviously, these trust factors are very important for a customer. And this last, the personalization aspect is to like what we believe is in XPO is like we try to put ourselves in end customer's shoes before we try to build something new or we try to assure any particular solution. So that really helps us to gauge that are we in the right direction? Because let's say, for example, the banking industry. I am a customer for a bank. My frustration would be very similar to any of the end customer frustrations. So if I work on that, then it makes me much better off equipped in terms of advising my corporate customers, the banks itself, that this is what the customer might look at. And obviously, speed is a new mantra because everybody wants it now. You know, they So essentially, more important for us to bring in all those latest technological advances like artificial intelligence or machine learning or hyper-automation per se. This can help organizations to adopt new technologies and release products, solutions much faster than ever before. So these are nothing but providing convenient solutions, making use of these solutions personally and assuring the customers about the security aspect of it or gaining the customer trust. So that's how I feel. I, that's how I look at a particular customer. Well, it's very simple in, in a sense that if as a customer, I want to make a payment, I want the payment to happen when I want to make it. And if I want to borrow yes. money, which is the other main thing people do, whether again, whether it's a corporate or a, a, an individual, if I want to make a payment, the payment needs to happen when I want it to happen. If I want to borrow money, yes. I need to know whether I can borrow it now. I don't want to know in a week's time, in a day's time. I want to know now. Absolutely. So these are very simple examples. So what I was trying to say, Robin, if you and me are also a customer, right, while we are on the other side of the business, but at the end of the day, we are a customer. And that's what we look for. These are the four aspects which are very important for us. So one of the banks which I deal with is extremely slow and I get frustrated. So I, I, I say that, okay, if I'm a customer, I would not name the bank though, but <laughs> if I'm frustrated, then what happens to the other customers who are not tech savvy, let's say, for example. I At least I know a little bit of tech. I'm not a guru in that, but this could be better. You know, I, That's a simple, a simple thing that comes to my mind. This can be easily better. All the transactions should happen on the go. Well, let me ask you potentially a difficult question and it's one that i'd like a, a clear answer on digitization and digitalization what's the difference and why is it important 
That's an excellent question, Robin. I mean, it's very imperative that we put a distinction between these two words, although they are very similar in their sounding. But if you look at digitization is basically converting anything that is written form or manual records into a digital form. That's what I call digitization. That means you're converting ink to bits and bytes. Whereas digitalization is about serving customers, either virtually or electronically, which means without any human interaction, without any physical interaction, you're actually selling or buying with a customer or a, or a prospect or a, or a partner. More than just making the existing data digital, the digitalization embraces the ability of digital technology to collect data, establish the trends from that data and make better, which helps the organization to make better decisions. So let me take an example of when you open a bank account. So first thing the banks would probably ask you is submit a lot of proof, passport, details, ID, residence address, telephone bills, uh, electricity bills, whatever they want as proof, proof, right? These are all available in digital form. But yet, we have to go and sign those documents. And these documents are again collected by, by these uh, organizations, and then they're uploaded back into digital. So you are actually increasing the steps. If I was able to convert these documents digitally and transfer it, I would save a lot of time, which means that digitization plays an important role that somehow these documents digitally should be validated, authorized by central agency. And one time you do it, and this can be used many times for any kind of transaction that you would do with other bank or any other companies. Today, we see that happening. We see that a lot of banks are now asking, on the same example of account openings, a lot of banks are now asking customers to provide them with the direct scan documents, okay, which has to be still authenticated by a bank representative or a competent authority into some sort of a digital form that they can process internally, electronically, and then help the customer to kind of get the new account done. I can see a lot of work going on customer onboarding itself, where we have the, seen the evolution of super apps or commerce portals, e-commerce portals, including the payment link. So if there's any fees or, or anything associated with that, you can actually do either through your bank account or credit card or through any kind of wallets that you might have. Or you still can visit and you can actually do right from ID card, um, NFC, non-contact kind of cards or uh, any such thing that can, can be done digitally completely. There's one word you used that leapt right out at me, and that was serving, serving the customer. Yes. The bank or exactly. non-bank, the financial institution is in a service industry. And perhaps Correct. that got forgotten in recent years and has been rediscovered. Absolutely not. So you're right, uh, Robin. I think all this while it was selling, not serving. It was products and not services. Suddenly, now they realize the customer is not asking for a product. They're asking for a service. Whether you give them money, whether you help them make a payment, whether you uh, help them save money uh, or invest in some stocks, these are all services. Well, it's, it's not the be-all and the end-all. Nobody gets up in the morning and thinks, today I'm going to make a payment. They might think, today I'm going to buy something. The payment is just part of the journey to buying the product I want to buy. Absolutely right. So payment is a, is just one of the steps in the entire digitalization. So if we look at this from the point of view of Explia, what is it that you're facilitating specifically for financial institutions? 
Primarily, we help our customers right from conceptualizing, like helping them come up with the requirements. Because most of the times, um, the organizations fail in the requirement stage itself. Normally, I use a very small, simple, classic example, like you know, your term deposits are a very common factor in every banking industry. When it comes to implementing a system, the system should allow backdating of term deposits. Because in the good old days, the branch manager was my friend. I would call him and I would tell him that I want to do a term deposit for five years. And the branch manager writes it on a piece of paper, puts it in his drawer, and it is done, actually. But there's no record of it. And when it comes to audit, everybody's questioning, where is the record? Like you know. But now the same question you ask to the solution providers, does your system allow backdating of term deposits? So now what it means is you're filling in the data after it has happened, but you need to create a record earlier to kind of show the whole trade, right? The solution provider says, yes, done deal. And then, of course, after some time, when it comes to the testing stage of UAT or something, the users are saying, I'm not able to backdate more than six months. Then we go check the solution provider, what happened? He says, no, my system allows only six months, but the bank wants three years. So which means it's a change request. So what happens is you've gone back to the drawing board. You need to retouch your requirement all over again. And then the solution provider has to make a change in the system, which is basically a hard core, to change it to three years. And then again, whole cycles repeats again, So which means you've wasted a lot of time on this simple things. If this had been caught or granularized a little earlier in the cycle, in the requirement, where it says term deposits, backdated terms or deposit should be allowed for a tenure of not more, not less than three years. So that requirement definition itself, if we do a little granularization, you'll never get it wrong in the end. Now, that's something that we help our customers with. We try to help them make sure that the requirements are clearly understood by anybody. It could be a developer, it could be a business person. And, you know, business is business. You know, they're going to say one line statement. I want uh, a particular checkbook request service. How they want it, what they want out of it, nothing has been asked. So we need to go and do a little digging deep into that and try to get those details and fill it in and the requirements. Then comes the building part of it where you try to build that solution in place and try to implement it. So we, we help our customers in terms of any challenges they would face in terms of integrating with sim, uh, internal systems. There could be multiple systems doing a simple task. There could be core systems like a payment system uh, connecting to a core banking system and so on. And then of course the assurance part of it, whether the functional line, functionality side of it or on the non-functionality side of it. So I was telling you about the bank I banked with. It was so slow, I got really frustrated. That means they have not really looked at the response times of the systems. So those are the areas we kind of help the customers with. We do the entire nine years of the SDLC, or today the Agile or DevOps. We support them in building solutions faster. We help them in automating their testing transactions, which could be beneficial for them in the future use. And all this, we are completely product agnostic or technology agnostic. So we can actually recommend the right fit solution for a customer based on their requirements. Rizwan Sheikh, Director of Sales, MENA and Asia for Explio. Thank you very much.